A low-level debate is rumbling within the Defense Department and with its contractors, having to do with progress and performance-based payments. Services contractors see the need for some change, but urge the department to go carefully. Here with why this matters, Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And Alan, first of all, give us the background on this particular situation. Tom, thanks for the opportunity to talk about this. I'm not sure it's low-level debate, maybe uh, more appropriately saying a continuing discussion about the important area of contract financing for government contractors, and this one happens to be focused uh, within the Department of Defense. Last August, the Department of Defense published a proposed rule to make significant changes to the progress payments and performance-based payments uh, methods of contract financing. Uh, We raised a lot of concerns, as did other uh, companies and trade associations, about the department's policy at that time. I made a presentation to a public meeting that the department held in September They withdrew the rule and have now looking at what to do, if anything, in updating their policies on contract uh, financing. Uh, They held another public meeting, a series of public meetings, and uh, earlier uh, last week I made another presentation urging the department to proceed carefully and cautiously uh, around this because primarily the world has changed since the last time the department evaluated the contract financing issues who they buy from, how they're buying, and what they're buying has changed significantly since the last time the department evaluated it. And it's not useful to just look back and say, how do we make the past better? But more importantly, how do we address the future? And that was the nature of the conversations that I engaged with the DOD officials last week. Are we talking about payments like you would be paying a builder for a house? As progress is made, then you give more money and try to keep up with progress and with payments that the contractor is getting? Very similar to that. They can come in a variety of different ways. Some is uh, payments are based on the calendar. Some are based on milestone achievements. Uh, some are based on costs that are incurred by a company uh, in order to be in a position to perform uh, work. So, uh, yes, that's a, that's a fair analogy, although it gets a lot more complicated based on the nature of what DOD is buying. Well, it is federal procurement and the Defense Department, so it can't possibly be simple. But what was it that was wrong with the system, or what were the perceived weaknesses in the first place? The department had not made any change to its uh, policies in uh, in over 15 years, and so there was probably time to relook at that. Uh, obviously, the market has changed uh, how the department uh, is engaging and, and what it's buying. So there, it's absolutely right for the department to take another uh, more current evaluation of its contract financing policies and, and what makes sense. Uh, we support that. Uh, but as I said, what what we encourage the department to do is to not uh, simply update the old policies, but to look forward uh, about uh, what they're buying, uh, software and services, and now to continuing to dominate DOD spending, uh, how they're buying it, the use of commercial items, the use of uh, non-traditional um, contracting techniques, all of these uh, say that the paradigms from the past may not be as applicable to the contract financing policies in the future. And do the current policies, the way they do it, tend to be based on a model of weapons systems procurement as opposed to the types of professional services you might find in software development or cloud computing or any of these other types of newfangled things? the technical term of new angle. The answer is yes, uh, and very heavily focused on the industrial, the manufacturing uh, model 
which is still applicable in certain uh, large weapon systems, uh, uh, shipbuilding, uh, aircraft manufacturing. There may still be some of that manufacturing perspective, uh, but very definitely a shift around, uh, a shift in the the nature of the services acquisition, software acquisition. Some senior officials in DOD have acknowledged that every major system that the Department of Defense is going to buy in the next decade is going to be heavily dependent on software. We already see that in their systems today. We're speaking with Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And are progress payments, or can they be or should they be tailored to the individual contractor? For example, the non-traditional small company that might be new in the market might have different financial needs than some of the large traditional, even software companies that are selling services but have much more financial resource. The answer is absolutely yes to that point, and and I made that point uh, in my presentation last week as well. Who you're buying from and what their needs are and what each program needs are, you've got to look at uh, who's going to compete for that work and, and what their experiences are, what's the commercial marketplace model. It may very well be that there's no contract financing uh, provided because that's more common in the commercial marketplace. Uh, but you can't find that in a one-size-fits-all policy. And uh, the, our hope is in the, the discussions we've been having with the Department of Defense, uh, not just at low levels but at senior levels as well, is to look uh, prospectively and look on a program-by-program basis rather than a, a uniform, department-wide, all-program, all-vendor kind of policy. Is it ever possible for a contractor to get advance payments, say, for something really experimental or developmental where there's a lot of, say, labor involved or maybe even a lot of materials involved? Advance payments are possible. They're certainly authorized as a mechanism for doing so. They're disfavored because all of the responsibility then shifts or all of the exposure then shifts to the government. So we tend to not see advance payments used frequently. Uh, but there are clearly circumstances, high-risk areas, or where the government is the only uh, buyer of a certain type of uh, requirement uh, where advance payments may make some sense. Again, that's done on a case-by-case basis, not across the board. The authority exists across the board. The application of that authority uh, is very program-specific. And you also made the point in your written statement to them that services may not dominate in a dollar sense because of so many planned ship and other platform acquisitions where they are buying hardware to recapitalize. But nevertheless, services are still growing. Very much so. And if we not only look then past the original acquisition, uh, also make the point that uh, the department still spends most of its money in the major systems area on post-award or post-initial production sustainment. About 70% of the department's spend today on many of these uh, major systems go out in the sustainment cost. and Much of that is in the services type. And so uh, while I believe that the shift to uh, more production, uh, the new shipbuilding of carriers and littoral combat ships and aircraft, are going to shift that uh, product mix and services mix uh, over to products, uh, there's still a heavy component within those product mixes that uh, are services related. With The data just doesn't capture it as well. Sure. I was talking to someone from one of the big shipbuilders the other night, and they acknowledged basically that ships today are electronic systems and networks wrapped in steel. Very much so. And I think that there's a broad acknowledgement of that. And so the traditional methods uh, of acquisition 
uh, and even the traditional methods of financing uh, or evaluating the financing opportunities and needs uh, needs to shift. And, and that's really the message that I tried to convey to the uh, defense officials in my presentation last week. And a final question, who decides whether payments for performance or payments for progress are made? Is this something that's part of the bid or is it something that the contracting team decides it wants to pursue? It's typically done in the post-award. The government can certainly, part as part of the solicitation process, identify that, and companies uh, will frequently identify their need as part of their proposal. Uh, but the determination of whether to provide progress or performance-based and, and what the measurements are, what are the metrics to be applied, typically come after the source selection you want you want to make those known up front if they're to be available. You have a fixed price contract, and you're going to have some performance evaluations, performance based measurements or metrics. You want to set those up front, but the uh, the decision it really comes post award. So it's not really part of the competition, that is to say. No, and you you really don't want financing to be part of a competitive environment. It does today, and it should continue to operate independently of the award winner. You don't want a company simply because they have deep financial pockets to be able to win an award over someone who's got a better design. So it's properly looked at after the fact, but you want to have those elements to be considered known up front. Alan Chavotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. Thank you for the opportunity, Tom. We'll post a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to The Federal Drive on demand and wherever you are at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.